0: I'm Millie. I'm Vic. And I'm Maggie. And today let's talk about mortality. <laughs> this is a big one. Okay. Yeah. And we're gonna approach it in like the least morbid way possible. Just
1: <laughs> it's I'm just, not sure.
0: <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> yeah. It's just such an interesting topic and definitely I'm not even trying to be ageist or anything. I know twenty-five is still young, but I really started to think about my own mortality once I turned twenty-five a few months ago.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like I've been thinking about it for a while. Really? like, high school. Yeah, you just... Okay, for me, mm-hmm. my personal opinion on it is that, like, sometimes... Like, when I think about it just briefly, oh, I'm going to die one day, it's just, like, a passing thought. Like, oh, everyone's going to die one day. Like, I, I pay no attention to it. But some days, I get, like, this... Tightness in my chest, and I feel like, oh my gosh, one day I'm gonna die, and I'm literally not gonna open my eyes anymore and like not know anyone, and nothing is happening, I'm just dead. And then I get this feeling like my heart is in my throat, and I feel like falling.
2: Oh my gosh, like that's how I feel
1: because it's just so. It's so scary because you don't know what's going to happen. But obviously, if it's anything like falling asleep and you don't have any dreams, then I'll I'll be completely fine. Everyone will be fine because you're not going to know that you're dead. But when you think about being dead, that's what, what gets me.
0: Yeah. Do you, like ever think of it the reverse of like it was just black before you were born or do you focus more on the
1: blackness after your
0: soul leaves your body
1: i have thought about it before like there was a time before me a long 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 millions billions of years before me and then i'm just like this little blip in the universe Mm -hmm. but i think because we're humans and we are aware of our own life like being alive and then the death part of it I know that after I'm going to feel like the before but it's still the thought of it like obviously if I was never born I would never have to know but because I am I just cannot shake this feeling
0: is it more like um, is it like anxiety fear or just uncertainty like when you get that feeling in your throat how would you describe
1: uncertainty Mm mm-hmm like I, I really just think I'm never gonna walk again I'm never gonna eat anything again Never gonna see these people. Nothing I've ever done on the universe matters because I'm just gone. And that's what like gets me. Like you just don't know like what is the purpose of life if we're just gonna die after. Like obviously I know there's like a balance between like, oh, everyone's gonna die one day, so you shouldn't care too much, like you shouldn't take yourself too seriously because everything's gonna pass. But at the same time, it's like everyone's gonna die one day, so you gotta make your time here worth it. Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of things—not just the uncertainty of the death part, but also the uncertainty of the value of my life on Earth. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I doing the right thing? Stuff like that.
2: Mm, but I feel like this, like it's ine- inevitable. Like we will all die. So I feel like there's no point in stressing when we'll go, but just focus on the good moments or like cherish what we have, cause. If not, like, you know, if you have negative thoughts, then it will, like, manifest into more negative thoughts. Then, I don't know, you'll feel reset sad. So I try not to think about it. Or maybe because I'm young and I feel invincible now. <laughs> yeah, so maybe not yet. Yeah.
0: There's a concept that has given me a lot of solace. And it's only something I found in the last few months and I'm really embracing it. Um, so first, I feel like I've um, been interested in a lot of, like, Afterlife, past life aspects, like things with the soul, for a long time, like as early as middle school, high school. But it's only within the last few months that I've actually started to explore it, like learning more about it. And there's one thing that really stood out to me. And it's the idea of like a soul contract. For people who do believe in reincarnation and past lives, I know there are so many different spiritual aspects um, to that, um, different. We all have different beliefs, but in this one belief system, I don't, I actually don't know where exactly it stems from, so I'm not going to try to quote it. But there's this idea of a soul contract that our soul comes onto this earth knowing what our life purpose should be. Um, and basically, there's like a veil, so our conscious mind doesn't know it because all of this is made somewhere else out there, energetically in the universe. And then we come into this earth to fulfill this purpose, um, to be our happiest selves, but that wasn't what I was getting solace from. The thing with the soul contract, part of it is that our soul actually basically has agreed to the day and time we're gonna die. And it's kind of just written somewhere like, and I was reading, no, I was listening to a podcast about someone who, um, I guess lost their baby to a miscarriage which is very sad but she was explaining it from like a spiritual aspect of like it just wasn't that like soul's time or something and like it was meant to be later and i think just hearing it from people who have experienced grief like parents who have lost children um explaining they just feel like they know that that soul was just ready to go that's given me a lot of peace because i feel like i'm not so scared of my own death <laughs> if that makes sense. It feels weird saying this out loud, because I've never actually talked about this out loud. It's been like my inner thoughts. But I just feel like when it's my time to go, that was just part of my soul contract. And I can accept that.
1: I see where you're coming from. And I also like, love the spirituality aspect of how we are more than just our living selves, like our Our human body, but no matter how much I can accept it, anytime I think of being dead, it just frightens me. Especially Mm -hmm. like I think when I think about being buried. Sometimes I think about like, oh my gosh, what if I wasn't actually dead and I'm just like buried under here? Mm -hmm. Like obviously that's like a zero point zero (laughs) zero 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 one percent chance, but it just frightens me. And then the other thought is like, okay, what if I'm cremated and like I was literally just never here? oh
0: i i see what you mean um okay this is also a little silly i've only told like two people about this uh i want to be turned into a diamond after i die (laughs) um there's there are a few companies who do it where you basically get cremated and then they put pressure on your ashes and turn you into a diamond i think that's like beautiful because then i can become an heirloom (laughs) Like, and someday I'm going to write that into my will, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. at that age where, you know, people start planning their own funerals and stuff. Like, I I just feel like it's something I've been thinking for years, and I'm like, I think I can actually go through with it. Um, so you guys I want know. to be cremated. I want to be cremated and made into a diamond. Okay. That, that you can't my... be made
1: into a diamond, would you still want to be cremated?
0: Um. Probably, if, if for some reason the diamond business isn't around <laughs> in a few decades, yeah. Um, yeah, take my ashes and like spread me in the ocean or something.
2: I haven't thought so much, yeah. Like, oh, I've never thought of this. <laughs> oh, it's, it's too early. I've I
1: only don't... thought about being a tree.
0: Oh, like, yeah. Like, there's those companies
1: that put your ashes in with like the soil to grow a tree.
0: I've, I've seen, I've literally looked up these services before. The part that I get worried about being a tree, um, is I wouldn't, you know, this is like really thinking too far into it, but the reason I would want to be a diamond is because I'm transportable (laughs) and (laughs) my future loved ones can take me around. If I'm a tree, let's say I'm on the family property, then I'm just I guess it's the same thing with a cemetery right like people have to keep coming back to visit you and what if like my 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 tree is planted on a a property that my family owns but they lose the property like in a few decades hundred years or something what happens to my tree (laughs) at least someone can take a diamond around I know but like the idea of like visiting the dead like I I would still visit my grandpa's grave Mm -hmm. and I know that's a big reason my grandma hasn't left New Jersey yet, is because that's where my grandpa is buried, and she wants, I, I don't know how, I, I think it's, like, sweet, she still goes to visit him, um, but I guess that's the only reason I have it in my head, like, I feel like your final resting place can just be so final, like, not just for you, but for your loved ones who are still around, and then you kind of have to, they have to, like, stay in the area. For
1: me, the only thing that's making me feel like I don't want to be a tree is because I, I don't know, I'm just thinking too much into it. But I walk past trees and I think, like, are they thinking? Are they thinking things? Like, are they, like, I'm just stuck here forever. And trees can live for thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. Or hundreds of years. And I'm like, what is this tree going to do? Like, it's just Mm -hmm. stuck here. Like, what is it thinking? Like, is it thinking, like, I can't move? I can't go anywhere? I'm just stuck? Like, obviously, like, we're told trees don't think. But you never know. And I don't want to, like, tie myself to being a tree and just be stuck for hundreds of years. Like, mm. that's my thought on that. And then, like, being thrown into the ocean. I feel like you don't know what's in the ocean. Like, the ocean is 80% of the earth. Mm. And it goes so deep. Mm. I don't know. Those are my thoughts.
0: <laughs> I believe trees think. And... I feel like trees don't have negative thoughts <laughs> like I just feel like they're so peaceful and they're like if they're there for hundreds or are there some that are thousands of years There must be right yeah I'm I just, sure I can't I like comprehend time long 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 time like there's a tree in like the field out like near my condo and a really big tree and sometimes I just look at it I'm like how old are you and like people go to that tree and like they stand barefoot and they just like try to I haven't done this yet. I, the reason I don't stand barefoot there is because I know dogs pee there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I just see how some people respect nature. And I don't know, I feel like I've heard it from a few places. Like I do believe like all living things have thoughts in some way, right? Or like you, you hear water has memory. Like I just think it's, it's there. And I feel like they're just not negative. Like they're just so peaceful. I feel like a lot of the negative emotions actually just come from like us being Or like those thoughts, like it just comes from us being human. Life would be so much simpler as a plant or a dog. Sometimes I wish I could trade lives with like my dog. I haven't actually wanted to trade lives with a tree, but I see the peace that can come with it. Without just you know, with just being able to grow and like be in be part of nature
1: i'm not sure yet still i'm still thinking about it and i don't know just the thought of being cremated too also frightens me like along with being buried like what if i'm still alive and i'm just like being burned alive and it happens within like seconds right i've Mm -hmm. actually never seen anyone be cremated but i know i think in the movies it's like you go through this thing and then the fire fire, and then you're done yeah
2: Uh, to me i'm not really like i don't give it so much thoughts cuz you know our grandparents go through this our great grandparents go through this i think it's just a niche like it's a circle of life like yeah. it's just like that
1: yes For the me. rational side of me understands all of that mm. and i and i believe it too and i know i know that when i'm gone i'm not going to be aware of it so it doesn't matter but just on like certain days i just get this thought and it just shakes me inside mm. and i cannot like get rid of it mm. like i i even think of my own parents like oh their parents are gone then i'm like oh my gosh my parents are gonna be gone what am i gonna do like, i'm still a child
0: that was me when i turned 25 like literally no a week before i turned 25 the song came out my husband was singing karaoke and it was like you know the song like dance with my father again and i burst out into tears Because I was like, dang, I'm getting older, but everyone else is getting older too. Like my parents, my grandma, my aunt. And I was like, I wish I, I know I need to live my life, but I wish I could pause time so that I don't ever have to lose them. And it just made me like cherish time with them a lot more because before I was so young and like they were young too, but now I see them aging and that's really hard for me to deal with. I... Like, can't even comprehend what the world will be like without them. Um, when my family dog passed away, that was my first time, like, really dealing with grief and bereavement. And it was so hard for me. I, like, I actually, I, I still struggle with it. Um, and, yeah, I just can't imagine what it'll be like when it's them. Um, but I know I I, ha- I still have to, like, live my life and just, like, love the memories and being with them but yeah it's like i turned 25 and poof i was thinking about all of this all of these things that i haven't thought about
1: before i've been thinking about it for a while not just 25 but i think like the quarter life crisis mm-hmm. midlife crisis stuff is really real yeah like once you reach certain ages or certain life milestones then you really start to think yeah. beyond
0: and it's only a quarter life crisis if we live till 100 but, like, mm. realistically, like, early 20s is probably more accurate.
1: <laughs> you mean early 80s?
0: Oh, like, for a quarter-life crisis, uh, like, twenty twenty one. Like, high if, high if, we lived, <laughs> yeah, if we lived... Yeah. If we lived, like, 85. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I actually don't know what the average lifespan is right now. I think it's around
1: 80. Yeah. Okay. It's like, high 80s for women and, like, low 80s for males. Okay. Mm.
0: Yeah I feel like with the idea of mortality and just thinking about like life purpose I just don't want to like live my life doing things because society is telling me to do it and not because I truly want to and that's kind of where I'm at right now just questioning everything. I'm in I'm at the most existential part of my life that I've ever been I think it's good for me, yeah, yeah. right now. But just, um, I feel like I was just really going with the flow of like what society's expectations were. Like do this, do that, do this, and like someday you'll have this. I'm just so tired of that narrative. So now I feel like I can die peacefully one day, just knowing I lived my life for me, yeah. and that's kind of what I'm working towards.
1: I agree. That's also why I'm still like in this phase of my life where I'm trying to make content creation work. Because I'm just not ready to give it up. I cannot imagine my life working for the man. The man, you know, like. Mm, The boss. Yeah, like businesses that are, like, they just don't care about you. And they all, their end goal is just to make money. Yeah, I could not imagine my life just wasted like that every day.
0: But there are people who, like, who do a 9 to 5 and can still be happy.
1: Those people, yeah, exactly. They can still be happy after that. But for me, that's not fulfillment. I would not be happy with myself on my deathbed, like thinking about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. i um, going back to what you're saying about um, your dog mm-hmm. recently. I I don't know how I ended up on the side of TikTok, mm-hmm. but it's like the rainbow bridge. Yeah. Um, and I just, Oh my gosh. Like, and then I look at my own dog and I start to think like, no way you better live as long as I live. Uh. But obviously that's not possible because their yeah. lifespan is the way it is. And, she's a bigger dog and bigger dog their lifespans are even less because I don't know why but it's just that's how it works scientifically yeah and I just cannot imagine like the feeling and you can see and there's this one TikTok trend it's so sad so after their dog passed they got a puppy and then the trend is like show me who brought you here or whatever and it's like when they show a picture of their past dog like
2: yeah
0: and they the the new dog usually does like a similar gesture like putting paw on the nose or something and it's like hey I know who taught you that yeah yeah.
1: and it just gets me every single time like I cannot stop thinking about that and I'm like no way like if my dog and this is a a very big if if my dog only lives till 20 I'm only 45 I, I just cannot imagine that yeah
0: yeah it's like too short, like the time is too short. Um, I remember reading something like dogs. When I was like looking for answers when Dexter passed away, um, there was something I don't know. It was like dogs live shorter because they basically humans need longer to become like good people, but dogs mm-hmm. are already very good souls, and that's why you know, like their time on earth is just more limited. Um, there was that, and then I went to a dog chapel like the same month, no, within a month after he passed away. And that was like the most powerful experience. You know, people who aren't dog people won't understand dog grief. Um, I was actually like, I missed like two weeks of class after my dog died. And my professors, thankfully, were so understanding and kind. I was, ex- I fell into like a very like deep, deep like depression. Um, and I was looking for answers and I drove up to a dog chapel with a bunch of, and I saw notes, like a bunch of people who were experiencing the same thing as me, like leaving notes for their deceased dogs. And I realized like people, uh, just because you don't understand someone's grief doesn't mean it's like less. Mm. Cause you know, some people are like, Oh, it's just a dog, like not a human or, and I hate that. Mm. I hate that some people just can't understand like that grief, but me actually finding a community of people who had like lost dogs and like just being able to like sit in this like little dog chapel. Um, it's, it was in Vermont, which was like quite a far drive, but it was like one of the only dog chapels that existed and it was so worth it. Um, I'll show you guys pictures later, but yeah, there are just people around who understand and dogs are so precious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: going back to what you're saying about dogs living a shorter life because they don't need they're already good souls I don't know where I heard this from but it was like this theory that in the wild dogs do not die from the same conditions that dogs die domestically Mm -hmm. so like domestically they have all of these problems like maybe heart problems or um, skin problems or I don't know just like liver problems you know just like things typically like humans would have those diseases too but in the wild they don't have any types of problems like that it's usually maybe another animal ate them or they injured their leg somewhere and then they succumb to their own um, injuries so the theory was that when dogs are domesticated they absorb a lot of Mm -hmm. your negative energy because that's their purpose on earth to help you feel better so they're taking away your stress your anger Um, anything bad that's happening to you any bad feelings that you have and that's why some dogs live shorter than others because the ones that lived the shortest there they took up a lot of the household problems Mm -hmm. yeah to help you yeah yeah and that really it really touched my heart
0: yeah and when there's multiple dogs in the household it's the uh, first dog that absorbs the family's hurt when they pass away usually they see the second dog um gets the like the same ailments as the first dog and there's kind of like an energetic hierarchy Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. so they are such selfless animals that's also why i whenever my husband and i fight i'm like stop like we can't ever since i found out about that i'm like no we can't take this out on (laughs) her kind of thing um and it I've seen it with, like, that, with, like, the negative emotions, but also, like, physical, like, sicknesses that owners have had. Like, owners have had tumors, and... You find the same tumors on the dog, dog, and then it's not on the human anymore, and then the dog passes away. So, like, they literally will take any burden they can from their human owners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's another one I heard, which is all dogs become humans after in, like, their next life. I think that gives me a little... Mm -hmm. Of
0: hope, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I would love if Portia could become one of my descendants one day, but I know that's just a little silly.
1: I don't know, maybe she could be your kid's kid. Yeah, I'm your sure grandchild.
0: she no, Aww, I look at her with what I was saying about soul contracts earlier. I also believe animals come into our lives as part of a soul contract, like me and Portia. I believe we are soulmates. And before we both came onto this earth, like, we decided one day we would find each other. That was, like, the instant connection I I felt with her. Like, she's my soul dog. Like, I know it.
1: Um, There's this one movie I watched that's where I first heard of it. It's a recent Is it a dog's
0: purpose or a dog's life? I, I Is it with, it's, like, the golden retriever? Ones, oh, no. But it's
1: always a golden retriever.
0: okay. And then he's, in the end, he turned
1: into this, like, kid yeah, at the, the racetrack. Board. Yeah, 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 that I'm, one. Yeah, I, I watched it. it. I don't remember the saw, name. But it was on Netflix. Yeah. It only came out last year. Yeah. And the dog's name was Enzo. And oh, And yeah. the kid's name was also Enzo.
0: But do we believe... we Do we... Okay, I know we're saying this because we're dog people, right? But do we believe this with, like, all animals? Like, let's say someone is really... Like, really loves their pet lizard or something. Would we... I Do think you think for they all view it the same
1: way? I would feel the same way, but if it if it wasn't domesticated and it was just a regular animal, I I don't think it's the same. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. If that, there's no connection. Yeah,
1: yeah. But okay, I could believe it if it's another animal, like, and you're a zookeeper, mm-hmm. oh, yeah or something like that, or you're a marine biologist, or you're a vet, and you just happen to stumble across this animal and you feel like this connection with them, like. Like, I know people say, like, you shouldn't keep big cats, like, um, tigers, lions, whatever. But then sometimes I see those videos of the owners with those animals, like, in all parts of the world. You can really see the connection that they have going on. Right? Like, you can't discredit that. Because yeah. this, this animal could literally kill you in one second.
0: Mm. And they're not. Yeah. Because
1: they love you. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, uh, Jane Goodall. Yes, I about her the monkey. Fast, oh, yeah, Ape, yeah, apes, right? They developed that connection. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she knew them since they were babies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know there, was, them, there was this other guy with like um, lions. Schneider. Oh, Is that Ryan it? Ryan Schneider. Something Schneider. His yeah. surname. I okay,
1: can't.
0: Okay. Um, oh. He did like the same thing where he like introduced himself to a lion path like for years and years and they accepted him as like one of the lions pretty much. Um,
1: He's really famous. I feel like hmm. he's like very similar to her. Um. And uh, have you guys watched My Octopus Teacher Mm -mm. on Netflix? Basically it's this guy, uh, I only watched a little bit of it, I wasn't able to finish it, but I think it it was filmed within the span of like 10-20 years and he saw an octopus and he just had an instant connection with it and he would visit the octopus like as many times as he could, which was multiple times a week eventually the octopus like ended up coming towards him, letting him touch it and mm. stuff like that. Lovely. And they were building this connection. And yeah. octopuses are really smart, so yeah, that's how you know there's something more going on there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Animals are so beautiful and, like, peaceful. Yeah. I, there's, I feel like there's a different word to describe them. Like, they're just, like, so good.
1: Yeah, all and animals. Yeah. Even animals that are higher up the food chain Mm -hmm. and they unfortunately have to eat other animals and stuff like that like they're never doing anything out of hatred it's just their animal instincts and how they yeah how they are like every every pride of lions they know it's always one main male Mm -hmm. and so if another male tries to come in then obviously you have to fight but they're not fighting out of hatred or yeah yeah yeah. like humans you know we because we have the amazing ability to have a lot of emotions sometimes our emotions like cloud our judgments on certain situations
0: yeah Mm. i think we can learn a lot from animals and there are still some cultures now who like really respect their food as part of the food chain like animals for example like okay most of them okay most of them will kill just to survive so they can eat and they won't like kill more than they can consume Mm -hmm. um and i know there are some like indigenous cultures that are still like that i love
1: how indigenous people live like when i learned about them Mm -hmm. in high school they really respect and they value the food they eat they never take more than they can and they try to use every single part of it so nothing goes to waste and they do their prayers and stuff. I Mm -hmm. love that. But with mass consumption that we have nowadays, like, I find it hard to live like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, I agree.
1: Like, for us, it's just so easy to be like, okay, today, like, I feel like eating a burger. Okay, now I have the burger. Okay, now I feel like eating something else. Then you order, oh, it's not good? Okay, then we order something else. And then- Desensitized. Yeah, and yeah. wasteful because we live in so much abundance.
0: One more thing about what we can learn from animals. I love how, I know this is getting a bit away from mortality, but I love how animals just shake it off. Yeah. Like, they don't sit if like something bad happens they don't sit in it like you can physically see them like shake and then they move on and I, I learned this from observing Portia sometimes like she'll she fell down the stairs last last weekend and my husband and I were like oh my god like are you okay and she just like literally flipped down the stairs and like fell and she sat up and we were both like oh my god freaking out she just like shook it off and like went on and I was like oh my god if that were me, I would be, like, a crying baby. I would be, I would make the most out of it. And that's just with, like, something physical. But if something, like, emotional happened, like, sometimes I'm not perfect. Sometimes I yell. She shakes it off. but And she's just like, oh, that's my mommy. Yeah. Like, it's okay. But if someone were to yell at me, I might be shocked for a bit. And I just feel like I can learn from her of, like, mm-hmm. hey, don't take things so seriously. I
1: love, like, the beauty of how animals... They already know their purpose, you yeah. know? Like, they're just living their lives in the moment, day by day. They're not thinking too much into the future. Like, what am I going to eat next week? <laughs> yeah. You know? It's just like, okay, today I'm alive. This is what I got to do today. So this is what I'm going to do today.
0: Yeah. What's Let's their to-do list? What's their checklist? Like, she, she she wants her breakfast. She wants to go on walk. She wants to play. She wants Party. to cuddle. Potty. She, such a simple life. Yeah, I so
2: talking about purpose in life. How do we find a full?
0: I feel like really listen to your intuition because your intuition will be the first thing like to tell you and I can say this like with confidence now in a way that i couldn't I literally couldn't two weeks ago. Um, I had inklings like literal like whispers inside me of like what I wanted with my life, and then I actually went to a spiritual healer for a um a life purpose reading. And she told me everything that I already was thinking, pretty much. And it was just hearing that validation from someone else who, like, channeled my spirit guides and my Akashic records was so empowering because I was like, wow, I do know how to do this and I do know what I want and what my purpose is. And it was just, like, hearing that extra validation from someone else. But even if I didn't have a healer, I would say, like, just listen to yourself because... Um, if you listen to other people they're just gonna make dis- they're gonna try to influence you or make decisions based on what they think or their own limiting beliefs or society but just because it'll make someone else happy quote quote unquote happy doesn't mean it'll, it'll make you happy so you just have to really like listen to yourself
1: I agree that yeah you should follow your intuition. But personally, for me, I have a lot of thoughts going on. Like, I'm that type of person. I want to do a lot of things. Like, I want to dabble in a lot of things, try out a lot of things. But I think I hold myself back a lot of the time because I'm unsure. Like, I know that this is what I want to do. But I just don't know how to get there. Mm. So then I start to question, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Because like all of the most successful people in the world, you only know about them when they are successful, but you don't see them before that time. All the struggles they went through, all the hardships, you only see the end result. So when I'm going through that period, I'm just like, what is going on? Like you feel like lost Mm -hmm. and you still feel like, is this really the right path for me? So some days I am so sure that Like, I want to do content creation. And then other days, I'm, like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah.
0: And -hmm. I think those are normal feelings, too. Mm -hmm. Like, just to have that pendulum of going back and forth. But it's, like, what you keep going back to that, like, is your truth that you'll one day have. And I know it's also so overwhelming. Like, how do you get from here to there? Mm -hmm. Like, that is the... that can be the hardest part but it's like really enjoying the journey of the little things you learn along the way um even if it's like hey I know like I'll be in a completely different place in 10 years but what do I need to learn now like that's just what I I I'm not like trying to talk like I'm an expert or a guru but these are kind of just like words that have been said to me recently that um have really helped me so I can give another (laughs) example um I had that life purpose reading, um, oh, a week ago, basically, like last Saturday. And I like left feeling really empowered, but I was still kind of like, okay, what the fuck is next? Like, how do I get there? Then I had a massage a few days ago, and I listened to a guided meditation during it. And I had such clarity, like I had visions. I saw saw exactly what emails I had to write. I saw exactly what I was going to do like clear as day. And right after my massage, I just like wrote everything down. And that's why now I, every time I get a thought, I like start writing it down. I know we've talked about journaling. Um, and I used to not be like a physical pen and paper person. I've tried to do everything on an iPad and now I'm like, no, I need to, I need yeah, to do the pen and, paper. pen and paper. And it's like, I think the more you write down, the more you figure out, oh, like this is like more attainable than that. Like, let me try to go in that direction and another thing my healer told me when i said i was overwhelmed like what is like the next step she's like well this one thing even though it's not what you're going to do long term it's going to teach you some valuable lessons for like what you need to to learn now in order to get there so if you're feeling called to do something in the moment do it because it's all part of the journey and mm-hmm. you know the <laughs> the silly no not silly the the quote that we all know like life is about the journey not the destination mm-hmm. There's just so much to do and experience before we get there. I think that's really beautiful.
2: Okay, I haven't really been thinking a lot, but I read this book on, like, Buddhism and stuff, but, like, Mm -hmm. I think the purpose of life is, like, really to be grateful for what you have. And, like, life is short, so, um, like, no point stressing on, like, the small stuff. And, okay, they were saying, like, happiness is the end of suffering. Like, if you don't feel too sad about something, then you won't.
1: Is there something along the lines of, like, you don't know true happiness if you don't know suffering, like, it goes hand in hand. It's like a balance. Like, if you don't know any negative stuff, you can't know that something is positive because you didn't know that it was negative.
2: Uh, it's more like, don't attach yourself to this kind of stuff. So, for example, if you never feel sad from something, you know, if you don't feel too happy about something, you'll never be sad, if you get what I mean. Like, you don't hold attachment to things. Like, for example, uh, um. you went through something really, really bad. Then you're really sad, right? Then you find it hard to be happy again. But if you're too happy, then you realise that this isn't forever. So you start to become sad. So it's like um, not holding too much attachment to things. Like, that's why like monks don't have any attachment, like if that makes go. sense. Yeah, like letting go mm-hmm. and just be grateful. So I'm still really new to it. So that's something I'm trying to apply to my life. And I feel like I find meaning in my life when I spend it meaningfully with people I cherish and, you know, I, I feel like they're the right people for me. Like, sometimes you meet some friends and then you're like, Oh, why did I even go for it? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I try and avoid those and spend time with uh, people like you guys. Yeah, like, you know, make me feel very uh, yeah, uplifted, positive. So, I, I think, uh, like, going into the approach of who I spend my time with rather than what I'm doing... Um, is how I kind of want to approach it. Because, like, for example, I can imagine, like, uh, when I was a student, and then, for example, I didn't, I didn't get through that internship uh, interview. And I'm just like, why am I attaching myself to, like, physical validation when I should be focusing on uh, who I am as a person? Like, am I kind? Am I uh, doing the right things? Yeah. Coming from a more sustainable source of happiness.
1: Honestly, so, um, this is so random, but something about monks, I love them. (laughs) I just look at monks and I I feel like wow, Mm -hmm. like it's so amazing that they are able to detach themselves like that from like all things like they don't really, from what I can remember, what I learned about monks is that they're not supposed to have worldly possessions, they're just supposed to just be introspective and learn and they don't hold any judgments and stuff like that
2: yeah. So I think uh, I personally feel they have a lot to learn from that religion, yeah Maybe because my partner influenced me, Mm -hmm. but yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know too
0: much about Buddhism, Um, but it does sound... Like, I've heard, I guess, some of the, like, themes. Um, There is one that, like, you talking about uh, the kindness and, like, gratitude and everything also made me think about, and it's, like, how emotions can also be directional. So for me, just, like, where I am now, and maybe someday that'll change, if I feel okay, first, I don't think emotions can actually be negative or positive. I feel like that's something that, I mean, even you'll hear me say, like, low vibe, negative vibe, but, like, I know, in reality, like, as humans, those are just, like, labels we gave it. Um, Have we had this conversation? I don't know. About, like, emotions is just energy in motion, and emotions are really beautiful. Like, they tell you what's next. So, like, let's say you're feeling sad about it about something um or like disappointed like let's say you didn't get um, you didn't get a position you interviewed for like in your intern I think internship example right mm. like it can kind of make you question like oh why do I feel this way like did I really want it or was it someone else that made me want it I don't know I I don't see me maybe I'm also just a really emotional person but i don't see that as like a bad thing like feeling emotions mm. um just for me personally where mm. i am now i feel like i learn a lot from my emotions Thanks. on the topic of monks do you guys believe in reincarnation because monks me, do, do right M- Monks, yeah, they do. Yeah. But
1: yeah i do believe in reincarnation i just feel like i believe in souls mm-hmm. so i'm like why would out of all of the eggs and all of the sperm to meet and make me and to have this consciousness inside of me like why would it be mine like i don't think there's billions of consciousness in the world i think there's only a select few and they just get re- recycled that's how i feel mm. about it because how can you create so many consciousnesses i mean the universe is so powerful but still at the same time you and, and i do i like to believe that you were put here for a reason and if you didn't accomplish it or whatever then you can get another chance and then you can keep getting enough chances until until you're ready so have you guys watched the good place i don't think so okay so what kind of helped me not be as afraid of passing was when i watched the good place so basically it's about these people who they've passed and they end up in the good place so it's like this world where everything is nice then they realized that they were actually in the bad place and everyone was going to the bad place and then they were trying to figure out how people could get to the actual good place But anyways the ending sorry for any spoilers um, (laughs) was that once they reached the good place they realized it's an eternity of happiness but you get tired of living that happiness. You get tired of living every single day. So they actually wanted to make a place even beyond that, where you just disappear. And you need, no one knows what happens after. But when you're ready to go, you're at peace when you do go. And I found that really beautiful.
0: I need to watch this movie. It, it's, a, mm. oh, it's a show. It's a TV show. It's okay. starring
1: Kristen Bell.
0: Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I love her. Yeah. She's actually the voice that I imagine Portia having. Really? Oh. yeah she she narrated gossip girl right yeah, yeah, yeah okay right. yeah that's how i like i imagine portia's oh. mind her like inner voice sounds so, like
2: <laughs> yeah <girl. laughs> i think she's also elsa right in uh mm-hmm. what's it? frozen yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's really interesting perspective yeah
1: because mm-hmm. i i also think to myself okay this is completely off topic from your re- reincarnation but i i think to myself what, what? if i were to live forever let's say everyone I know were to live forever Mm -hmm. so you're telling me every day I have to wake up to get ready I have to go to do like let's say if I had an actual traditional job I have to go to this job come home and then do this and then deal with whatever other problems that are going on yeah like it's just an endless cycle forever I couldn't imagine that
0: Mm. that's why as a kid reading twilight was so powerful for <laughs> like how some of the vampires would just like want to end it because they didn't, they were around for like millennia like and even in the um the movie one of the volturi like or in i don't know if this was like in the flash no this was like in the alternate reality of like the fight scene in breaking dawn part two he was like Finally. And then he died because he was just kind of sitting around for thousands of years and he was like I I, I I thought about this as like a little kid reading the Twilight Saga of like these vampires are just around forever. They have to live through like every different era and they kind of just like relive the same thing. Like mm. they have to go to high school. They have to do everything. Unless they just want to go off on their own. But um that was my first time thinking about it as like a preteen. <laughs> Of like what happens if you live forever and how boring that would be if you were in like your same consciousness
1: wow it's interesting that that's how you saw it because when i read twilight when i saw the ending Mm -hmm. like the very last page where they were like something 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 forever and ever and ever Mm -hmm. i thought that was so beautiful that was what made me want to live forever because they have their happy little family with like her, her husband and their daughter and all of their other extended family that they love. But obviously they live in a false reality where their world is perfect and they really love each other and that's why it's okay to live every day and they don't actually have to go to work. To make money or anything but in in that perfect situation if i could have that situation i wouldn't mind living forever mm. like you don't have to do you don't have to work a, a job you don't have to go to school forever you just you just have a lifelong partner with your kid you can travel the world see places you've never seen and as society progresses you can see all the changes like imagine some of those vampires living in like the 1800s compared to living in 2023 like you can see the changes that happened so that's how I saw it
0: I thought the romance part was lovely I'm also a hopeless romantic but I think there were just some like darker aspects that like little me thought about yeah I
1: probably just skipped over that
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it was the movie well like like you know in the movie they had the um the scene where Alice like saw the future and was like mm -hmm. showing Arrow that's his name yeah She was showing Arrow, and then that's why he decided to just, like, retreat, because Mm. in that he saw, like, everyone dying, and the, the Cullen side actually winning. I just remember seeing that one scene as, like, a teenager. Whenever it came out of, like, the guy that was around for, like, so long, like, one of the oldest vampires, just, like, saying, finally. And that was just, I know it was, like, literally one word, but that, like... I don't know, it really got me thinking about what it would be like, you know, to just live that long. But I also see the other side of, like, they're so well-traveled and they know so much. Like, even in Midnight Sun, um, the perspective from Edward, we were able to see how much he's actually been able to do over the hundreds of years of his life, or a hundred years of his life. He was, like, a professor, he became a master of this and that, and I think that's cool to just kind of be able to, like, have unlimited time to do whatever you want. So, I guess it, yeah, it just depends on what kind of uh, life you end up living over the course of those years.
2: When I think of Twilight, I remember the scene where uh, Bella was fragmented and then her back broke, right? Like she I was like,
0: oh!
2: This is the only thing I remember in my head. Okay, clearly I wasn't a thinking child, but okay,
1: (laughs) interesting. But we were Um, a little bit older than you when it came out. I'm pretty
2: sure I wouldn't think the same if <laughs> I was the same age. <laughs> just saying, but those yeah. were interesting perspectives. Yeah. So, mm. would you live forever if you could?
1: If it was like a perfect world, yeah. Like mm. Edward and Bella, like you have a partner that you guys are in love every single day, and there's no problems, there's no arguing, you don't have to worry about money, you don't have to worry about anything like that. You could just live. I don't think I would mind.
2: It seems pretty appealing, but, uh, like, I I would have to think if, you know, is it just me or is it, like, everyone around me? Because, like, seeing everyone die, well, I don't know, seems a lot mm. of trauma. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I know the vampires had to deal with everyone dying. Yeah. And that was one of the things that Edward tried to comfort Bella with. Hey, in a few decades, everyone you know will be dead. And she's like, that doesn't make me feel better. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like... Would
1: you? Mm,
0: i don't think so i don't know I, right now i'm saying no i don't know if i could if i might change my mind but it just doesn't really appeal to me living forever um i kind of hmm? sometimes i think about like what is the world's gonna look like in like 3000
1: year 3000 I mean,
0: my soul will come back but in this life i don't think i want to continue forever I know what
1: you mean like that's why I said in an ideal perfect 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 situation I wouldn't mind Mm -hmm. but because that's not how it's going to be like like obviously Mm -hmm. then yeah you just got to go through with death that's the only way
0: I also feel like right now what makes life beautiful is like the brevity because you don't actually know how Mm. long you have left and I think there's something beautiful to that if I just knew I was going to live forever me I don't know right now I feel like I would take it for granted (laughs) right now I don't take any of my days for granted because I know they're limited Mm -hmm. there's a
1: movie that spoke about that something about that's what makes life beautiful that there's a time limit on it so you have to make the most of it while Mm -hmm. you can and that also gave me a little bit of no encouragement like a comfort, bit. yeah, comfort. Mm-hmm. There was
0: um, another sci-fi book I read. It was also by Stephanie Meyer called The Host, mm-hmm. and um, okay, just a, a, a part of the book was like the main character Wanda um, was like a soul that lived many lives on different planets, like nine lives or something. She was a bear, she was a spider on different planets. Like, she was so cool, so well-traveled. And um, in the end, she came to Earth and decided she loved the people on Earth so much that she didn't want to go on to a new life. She wanted to die with her loved ones on Earth, and, like, that would be her last life. And I thought that was also really beautiful. I really recommend that book. Um, Very entertaining, but, like, a lot of really good themes. And I think that was part of it. Like, her soul was, like, in their species, they could literally live forever forever. Um, until they chose to, uh, like, sacrifice themselves to reproduce and create, like, another million of millions of souls. Um, It's like a sacrificial species kind of thing. But with her, I just thought that was another really beautiful theme that she, like, chose not to continue living so that she could stay with the people that she... Loved. Mm. I don't know. I I don't I I don't think there's like a right or wrong to it. There are just so many different ways like it could go, and it, it does seem
1: very personal. Yeah. I think we could talk about this forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we'll end it here.
0: Thanks for listening to our episode on mortality. Definitely like and rate this podcast, and leave us a comment on any of our socials. DM us and let us know what you think. Okay. Bye. Bye.